The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. What's going on, everybody? I want to go home today. Ajay just wants to mail it in today. He just wants to go home. Why not? Why not? not? work. Why can't we mail it in? Sometimes we have to do hard things, No, we don't. The Jazz mailed it in. (laughs) Okay? The Aggies mailed it in with four and a half minutes left. Why can't I go home? We have a different standard. You... (laughs) You didn't even let me have Martin Luther King Jr. day off. Okay, and that's actually a file for discrimination. So you're gonna get a big lawsuit on your hands, there, young man. When I go to Mr. Franson and I tell him what you've done, I've got a wicked headache too. Can we say wicked? I got a wicked headache, Boston. Oh man, I'm. Now what time zone are you in, dude? I'm not even here. I'm like in the twilight zone. That's what the heck. <laughs> yeah, put that thing up. Hey, uh, you uh, you had a great experience today, um, a learning educational experience today. Is that right? Yes, it was very educational. What? Tell me about some of the things you learned. It's the most awkward day of the year. <laughs> maturation. <laughs> yeah, I got to go to the maturation class today. Just, just you by yourself, right? <laughs> yeah, just for me. Yeah, just for me. Yeah, well, school learned, is cool. Learned a lot of things. Saw some interesting pictures. Actually, you know what? I, I'm going to say this: the, the folks at the Bear River Health Department do a great job on a difficult subject. Well, that's what they get paid to do, though. Yeah, but it's still it's awkward. You're with a bunch of giggling fifth graders. Okay, you, well, you still have to power yeah, they, through. I mean, you still have to discuss, you know, those things that are happening or what, will happen. What things? <laughs> Maybe you need to go take the class. <laughs> I probably should. Uh, and I, I, I wanted to ask. I want to check up on this because it's so important. Uh, how's your dog after you decked him in the face for uh, no apparent reason at all? <laughs> the dog's doing fine. Is it okay? The the infection in my finger has no, gone no, down. No, 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 no. I didn't ask about the infection in your finger from you punching your dog in the face. I, I could care less about your finger. I, my finger still feels like I you jammed freaking, it right in the knuckle. You freaking Mike Tyson, your dog, in the face. We were and messing around. And all messing around she, until she turned gets her head the wrong the way. And, and then you decked your dog in the face. Uh, right in the mouth. Right in the teeth. Gabby would be... is Gabby was distraught. She hasn't talked in days. She went back to being five words a day, Gabby. And it's it's been really depressing because we had we had something click in there in our friendship. And I feel like we're back to square one ever since you decked your dog in the face. Dog's doing fine, by the way. I hope so. Yeah. But I'd like I'd like proof of life. <laughs> proof of life. <laughs> I, I'm serious. She didn't lose any teeth. 
I did go have to go. I did have to go see a doctor because of no, what we happened. don't care about you, Eric. You, my freaking, finger was swelling okay, up. No, it was red. You decked your dog. Spread into my hand. Oh, it didn't spread to your hand. Yeah. It oh was my gosh. No, it making didn't. me nervous. Such a baby. Did not spread to your hand. It's not. God. Did I tell you story one time? I'm on drugs. My brother punched me in the face, or no, punched me in the head, and he broke his finger doing it. He's, he went up to mom and he's like, Mom, like it was like three days later, Mom, my finger hurts. And my mom's like, What what happened? I punched Roger in the head. And he broke his finger, decking me in the head. <laughs> oh. And the you know what the worst part of America is? Is that my brother got sympathy for breaking his finger for punching me in the head. Yeah, no one asked how I was doing. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. My brother. It's a big deal. Surprised it was on cashvalleydaily.com. Maybe it was. I need to research that story. <laughs> so you know who's not doing particularly well? Who? Utah Jazz. Uh, hey Yeah, dude. Man, okay. what a frustrating game last night. Uh, on multiple levels. On multiple levels. The laziness defensively, the lack of consistent offensively, and the fact that you gave up 50 freaking points to P.J. Tucker. Oh, no, Gordon, sorry. Gordon. Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon, dude. He's been in the league for how long, and you gave up 50 to him. What's up with people over 60 years old scoring 50-plus points against us? Derek Rose, Eric Gordon, Kobe Bryant. Like, already, come on. Knock it off? I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're like that, though. You know what? It's time to be feel-good day. So, in honor of feel-good day, we're going to give up 50 points to the senior citizen on the other team's back. Basketball or other play on the basketball team. Such was the case against the Houston Rockets, who are winners 126-117 without Clint Capella, without Russell Westbrook, without James Harden. So inefficient percentage-wise, they were without Eric. 67% of their offense, and they scored 126 freaking points. 28 in the first, 31 in the second, 20 in the third, 30, 39 in the fourth. The Jazz scored 42 points in the fourth quarter, and the Rockets scored 39. That uh, I really felt like Quinn Satter got outcoached. Oh, yeah. In so many yeah. different ways. Oh, heck yeah. They went small. They went to just a bunch of shooters. And uh, because of that, Rudy Gobert had to come out on the three-point line to defend. Oh, okay. So, so you make one move, you get past your perimeter defender, and you have a clear path to the basket. What they did, Eric... And then it's really interesting, right? The Jazz never adjusted. No Russell, no James, and no Clint. But the crazy part is, is that they took the same system that they've been running against the Jazz for the last three years that they faced in the playoffs and just did it again, except they did it with a team effort because there wasn't one or two guys that were ball hogging the, you know, the possessions. They took the exact same system that they've done the last two years that ain't in the Jazz alive who couldn't figure it out because they had great James Harden on the other side. And then without James and without Russell and without Clint, they just spread the love around. Right. You, you, now, all of a sudden, as you t- said, those three guys accounted for 67% of the offense. That's amazing. You, you take those guys out, now all of a sudden everybody is like, hey, I get to actually touch the ball right now. I actually get to play a game where I get to touch the ball and be a part of the offense. It just killed him. Double Cephalosha had nine points in 26 minutes, but he played so well defensively. And then Eric Gordon, as you mentioned, Eric Gordon was 14 of 22 for 50 points. But here's what gets me the most. Without Clint Capella, 
in the middle to just annul an- annihilate. Was it was annihilate? What's that word? Annihilate. Annihilate. And is that is that a word? Is that are you being funny with me? <laughs> no, annihilate is a word. I'm just curious as how you plan to use it. I annul annihilate. Annihilate. So they never. I mean, without him annihilate. Who is he going to annihilate? Annihilate. He. The middle. The paint. Rudy Gobert. Clint Capella was going to annihilate the paint. Yes. Clint Capella was going to annihilate Rudy Gobert. Yeah. He was going to wipe him off. Yeah. The the face of the floor. He because was totally I mean, destroy I mean, him. look. I mean, he, I mean, he, every time that Clint Capella faces Rudy Gobert, it's almost like like. Clint in his pants, in his shorts. Wait, no, hold on. It's almost wait. That okay? That was bad. This, that was that was my bad. That was that's we're back to really awkward. We're back to mature maturation themes. Yes. Um. So he was. He just does really well defensively on him. I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Without you being a skeevy little perv. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't say anything. So so. Anyways, my point is, Eric. The Rockets at the line. Okay, hold on. The Jazz at the line, okay, were 19 of 26. The Rockets at the line were 35 of 49. There were so many free throws. 35 of 49, man. How do you let that happen? It was a hard, hard game to watch. Yeah, the, just... How do you not get to the paint and draw those fouls? Yeah, it was... Because there, there were plays... Like this. Tucker at the top of the arc with the Rockets a 12-point lead. E.G. going to attack the lane. Goes up off the window and scores over the arms of Rudy Gobert. 38 points for Eric Gordon. Three away from matching his career high. And just, he crushed it. <laughs> he did more than just match it. Boys, his career high 38? Was that what it was? No, his career high was like 41. And I think that was his rookie year or his second year in the league. Hey, guy. Happy New Year. Welcome to Thanks. Him. Happy New Year to you too, hey man. Happy New Year. Here's my number. Um All right, so I I'm worried. And and people are saying, "Why are you worried? They're supposed to lose these guys in Houston anyways." No. They were supposed to beat them. They were supposed to lose to them with Westbrook and Harden on the court. With no Harden and no Westbrook, you're supposed to win that game. They're favored by 14. At home, Eric. At home, man. They only had Utah has only lost three times at home. I, I thought this was one of the things that we talked about yesterday. Our worry was if Houston feels like they can hang around with Utah, it could be a long night. They didn't only just hang around. They controlled the game from the beginning. Utah was always playing catch-up. And that's where I felt like Quinn Snyder just flat out got out coached. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he was bad. I'm no, by all means, I am no professional NBA coach. But couldn't you but see it as what, a fan perspective, seeing him get right, out coached? They, the way they were doing things, the way that they were structured without having any big guy on the court, why keep Rudy Gobert out there? Why not make yeah. Boyan Bogdanovich your five and go with a bunch of smaller guards who can shoot? Dude. Look, I mean, Bogdanovich. No, and look, Bogdanovich was good. What did he have? Um, yeah. Well, he what? started hitting threes, especially late in the fourth quarter. But the problem is, he was giving up just as much points on the other end. He wasn't good defensively. Nobody was good defensively last night. Nobody was. Donovan Mitchell was bad. 
Rudy Gobert was out of his range, out of his comfort zone on the perimeter, like you said. Bogdanovich was getting torched by anybody. I mean, people were checking him to get a one-on-one matchup just to take him to the rim. But they always had five ball handlers on the court. Yeah. Houston did. Yeah. And so Utah didn't always have five ball handlers on the court. And that's why I thought, why is Rudy Gobert still in, in the game in these stretches? Yeah. And they never could take advantage of his size in the post. They Houston did a great job of denying the entry pass, not making it easy for him. I mean, he should have been eating his their lunch. Yeah, and in and, the paint. Well, and look, the thing about Gordon is that he had that uh, he had surgery on his right knee on November thirteenth. But then since he came back, he's like a totally different player. He's averaging twenty apiece in the last thirteen. I and by the way. Daniel House Jr., who's averaged like, I don't know, 10 points and 5 rebounds, I think is what the average was, had 21 and 11. River had a season best 21. You let a team that was mediocre Oklahoma City at best in regards to talent level come to your house and beat you by 9. And really, it wasn't even that close. That game, from start to finish, was all Rockets. It's crap like this that dude it just makes me wonder if the Jazz are even going to be in the like, or are you going to make it out of the first round? Well, look, I think there's certainly that that initial reaction that I can agree with, but I also think like that we need to pump the brakes a little bit on the overreactions. Overreaction? They just lost to a team that didn't have their look, two best players. The Jazz have playing out have been playing outstanding basketball against under five hundred teams. Month and a half against under five hundred teams. True, but even against some of the really good teams they had during that stretch, they they were they played them pretty tough. Who was really good in that stretch? Well, Miami, <laughs> <laughs> maybe only one team. But uh... look, they've been playing great basketball. But if teams, everybody has just an off night. It happens. Now, if this continues to manifest itself, they don't have the same ability to make adjustments to what the, their opponent's trying to do, if they can't figure out how to get control and put it impose their will on their opponents during this stretch of games over the next month, then we're all going to be having a very different discussion about what we think this Jazz team's ceiling is. Wait, timeout. So I, I, I'm still confused. Why is it an overreaction to be really disappointed in this loss? Because they, I, I think because they a, beat sub five hundred teams who weren't as near as good as what this roster had on the court the other night. No, what I'm trying to say is that it's I'm disappointed in the loss too. They when you don't have Westbrook and Harden and Capella, the Jazz should have dominated the game, and it is frustrating and disappointing that they didn't. But there are times where sometimes teams are just off. Sometimes they just have a bad game. This is you have a bad <laughs> night. Okay. That happens. Look, you've been reading too much of Tony Jones on Twitter. No, he, all I'm saying is if if this game is a standalone game, then it was just a bad night. But if we start to see this over the next couple of games, as we get into this really tough stretch, then we should be hitting the panic button and starting to freak out. What makes you think that we won't see this become a consistent problem in in this next upcoming stretch? I mean, look, they look at the well, blueprint. They, look, they didn't look this way against Dallas. Dallas is a really good team. Yeah. So if if they 
if this was a pattern over the last couple of games, I would be concerned. This was a one-off, I hope. But if the games that they play over this next couple of games on the road are similar, then we can all look back and say, it was a nice run while you were playing really bad teams. Uh, well, you're right. It's a brutal stretch for the next three. You're at San Antonio, at Denver, and at Portland. And by the way, the San Antonio-Denver split is back-to-back. 6.30 and 8.30. Mountain time. Here's my problem with this. Now you got to go up against one of the best coaches in the league in Greg Popovich. And they've got a team that's starting to hum a little bit. And then you get Denver, at Denver, who's the number two seed in the West. Are they number two still? Or are they fall, by the way? I think Denver is number two. I would imagine so. Telling the Clippers, yep, they are. Nope, sorry, the Clippers are. Clippers. Clippers by half a game. Denver and Utah are tied. Okay, so we're staring at a three seed alongside Denver Nuggets with with the Joker. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, this could easily turn into a three-game losing streak. Easily. I venture to say they go 0-2 in these next... Okay, they don't beat San Antonio and they don't beat Denver. There's no, there's just no way. You can't play that bad and get outcoached by Mike D'Antoni and expect to be able to get away with it against Greg Popovich and... Uh, I can't remember the Nuggets coach again. I forget. Mike Malone? Yeah. Especially with this talented roster as Denver had. Denver's a very, very good basketball team, and you're at Denver on a, on a second end of a back-to-back. And by the way, the Rockets just played the other night versus Denver. So they went from Denver to Utah, lost in Denver, then beat Utah. And now Utah, who lost to Houston, got to go to Denver, who's had the night off. Well, no, plays tonight, and I think we'll play tomorrow. Yes. Denver plays Memphis. Tonight? Tonight. Okay. So then they won't play tomorrow, then, will they? Because we don't play... Yeah, never mind that. Um... So Wednesday against San Antonio, tomorrow at 6.30. 8.30 at Denver. 8.30 at Portland. This is brutal. This is just brutal. I think the Jazz win in San Antonio. I think they win in Portland. I'm unsure of how well they do against Denver. They've, they've typically played Denver pretty well. The start of the year, it was uh, a different team. Mm-hmm. But I actually think the Jazz played Denver pretty well. We're screwed. We ain't winning. I'm like the like it's like a major league, the fan who sits in the you know center field bleachers, right? He's like the bandwagon fan. I'm, see, I'm they that. haven't played Denver yet this year. How is is that? Wait, they haven't played Denver yet. Oh yeah, they got them like in like two for the next third twenty games. I think they play them. Nope, two now and th- two at the end. Yeah, they play them Thursday and then next Wednesday. So real close together. And then fifth and fourteenth of April. Yeah. That's fun. That fun. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it, it, I'm telling you, like, you could let this slide into a very bad losing streak if you don't catch yourself. 
And I think, and I'm afraid that's what the Jazz are going to do here. I get it. I'm not overly concerned yet. Uh, their performance at San Antonio is going to tell me a lot. How they play at San Antonio will tell me a lot. Because, I mean, they looked good against Dallas. It was a back and forth. It was a better defensive effort. But what happened last night in Salt Lake City was disappointing. Uh, it's not just on the players. I thought Coach Quinn Snyder got outcoached as well. Yeah, Quinn's got to be better. He's got to be more prepared. I think he talked about that in his post-game presser too, that how they were not prepared. And I get it. The events over the weekend had a lot of people off. Some more than others. Uh, maybe we can just chalk that up to that. But well, going forward, I'll tell you they, this: they've got to dial it in. Motivation by putting fifty on them. Yeah. So while we were sulking around, every other team's ready to play. I just hope that doesn't come back to bite us. But it's going to. People are like, oh, it's one game of an 82-game season. Dude, no, we're, we're past that crap. We are absolutely past that crap. It's, it could be the difference between being the number two team and being a number five team. It's that close in the Western Conference. So, yes, a lot more basketball still to be played. But, um, yeah, these are big games coming up for Utah. Wednesday, they're at San Antonio. Thursday at Denver. Saturday at Portland before they return home for a few games to take on Denver and Portland once again. If they do not beat San Antonio and Portland, I will take a potato peeler to my kneecap. <laughs> That's not to be dramatic. <laughs> Good Jimbo, one. Jimbo Good ready? One. Jimbo is struggling right now. Yes. I gotta look him up. See how he's doing these yeah, days. Yeah, well, what did he say he was gonna do if the Jazz didn't win? Uh, yeah, let's go with our uh, Jimbo, uh, our Jimbo slice of the night. <laughs> I like the idea of Mike Conley more than actual Mike Conley. <laughs> oh, man, uh, let's see, let's see here. Not to be dramatic, but if the Utah Jazz don't win tonight, I'm gonna use my drone to fly my old WrestleMania T-shirt through the halls of the mall. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody seen a drone flying around lately? <laughs> With an old WrestleMania t-shirt? Oh, boo! He said, maybe if Rudy has a great block tonight, you could yell, oh my, Apollo 27 is not cleared for landing. I don't know, just a thought. Boo! All right, uh, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, um, should we do game time with Gabby? Well, yeah, Gabby wants to go home, so we probably ought to. Before it, she just walks out. Intern Gabby always does a great job coming up with unique questions to ask us. And we'd love to have you follow along and play along as well. You can text in the answer before we do. Say it. Maybe you'll get it right and we won't. We but, don't even reward them, though. That's the crappy part. No. <laughs> we got to work on that. You get to feel good that you got it right. Got to work on that. All right. So game time with Gabby's coming up. We'll also hear from uh, the Super Bowl media day starting is kicking off. We'll hear what some of the uh, coaches and players had to say today as we prepare for the Super Bowl this weekend. A very exci- what I think is, should be a very exciting matchup between the Niners and the Chiefs. 
And also a little bit later on, we'll talk about Utah State and Wyoming. Aggies are on the road. They're at Laramie. Aggies have struggled on the road this season. And we'll see if uh, tonight will be any different or if the Aggies can get things together and get a nice win on the road. So all that's coming up right here on the Full Court Press. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Andre Salveson, if you want to text in, let us know. Yeah, we got to do rule question. call. No, we got rule call. Okay, Andre wants a roll call. 435-339-0321. Let us know that you're listening. Where you're listening from. Car. Work. Home. What you doing? What brings you to the 1069 The Fan Station? Roll call. 435-339-0321. And with roll call, we now... Jump in to Game Time with Gabby. Hey, by the way, Gabby, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Okay, so I was at a store, not to be named, and uh, Granny B. Yeah? Granny B, uh, I was, you know, I people were saying hi to me all over at Macy's. It's crazy. Like, I am, I am a legend at Macy's. I mean, so, but Grandma B, uh. Walking by, walking out, and I hear, oh, Jay, you know. And so is this a different, this is not Macy's, this is another store not to be named. Yeah, not to be named or anything. Oh, fetch. <laughs> oh, fetch. Oh, man. I won't say where I was, but when I'm at Macy's, oh, fetch. I'm a legend. Okay, well, it's true. When I'm at Macy's, I'm a legend. So Grandma B came over, and she said hi to me, and she's a big fan of this segment. I think it's because of you. I thought it was because of uh, me, but then she made it clear that was because, not of me, because of Gabby, which is cool. But uh, Grandma B is a sweetheart. She was really nice to me. Yeah, that's good. Every time I back when I was young, I used to go by that. I was terrified of her. I was scared to death of her. It's something about working in customer service where you're just terrified of them because they don't want to be in customer service. They want to be in the snack aisle laying down snacks. They want to be buying the deli making you a cake. They want to be bagging your groceries and saying hello to you. They don't want to be the hunt. But anyways, Grandma B is a sweetheart. She's the nicest customer service person I've ever approached. Well, that's good. I'm glad. So, Grandma B, I know you're listening. Yeah. What up, girl? I'll come hit you up sometime again. Say hello. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, you're in a mood today. I Okay, Gabby, am I in a mood or are you in a mood, okay? I mean, it's possible We're, it's both, but I, mean, five, I think more so you. I would Why? agree. I agree Why? with Gabby. How's it me? You don't. You, I'm taking Gabby for half the day. This. You know what? Shut it. You just shut it. All right. Okay, Gabby. We, we're, we're getting back to five words a day, Gabby. I don't like five words a day, Gabby. I like conversational, Gabby. I really don't think that's Gabby. my fault. How is that not my fault? You have, didn't talk to me all day. Okay, Gabby. There's only <laughs> so many things I can say before I'm like, you know what? I give up. She doesn't want to talk. Ajay was jealous that he didn't get to go to maturation class today. <laughs> and so he was feeling left out. He was sulking in the corner. You were supposed to take me. You promised you would. So anyways. I could, I could sneak you in as a fifth grader. <laughs> wear oversized clothing <laughs> it's my adopted son that's right I'm adopted I'm from Congo uh, okay anyways I'm sorry I just I miss conversational Gabby uh, I love your day day idea with uh, Adam the intern that we got coming up I can't wait to get a return report next week yeah on how things went yeah yeah it should be good yeah I, I am thrilled I'm thrilled. Eric and I are going to be chaperoning there at the uh, at the dance. I heard, so that's cool. 
Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, it's, it's a great <laughs> idea. It's not a good idea. It's a great we, idea. We could pepper those that go with them. We could just pepper them with like sports oh, trivia all yeah, night long. Yeah, and then I'll be the DJ, right? I'll be the DJ. Would you beatbox? No, no, no. I'd rap. Oh, you'd rap. Yeah. Genius. I'd be rapping. And I'd, oh, it'd be great. It'd be great for the school. It'd be great for my uh, publicity. Oh, it'd be awesome. I, it'd be great. And uh, let's let's get to game time with Gabby. Just trying to have a conversation. <laughs> I feel like this conversation's not really going anywhere. Ask Grandma B. I bet she loves it right now. Hey, Grandma B. So we've tasked Gabby, the intern, with coming up with uh, unique questions. We have not screened this. We have not told her what areas to dive into. This is all generated on her own. I just want to know what music you just... It's game time with Gabby. Yes! This is good stuff. Starring Gabby. All righty. We got seven questions today. Best of seven wins. Best of seven. Usually I win, but that's okay. Oh, okay. Well, I've been doing some studying. Okay. First question. Who is the only person elected into both the football and baseball Hall of Fame? Is that Deion Sanders? No. Oh, no. It's uh. Oh. Bo uh, Jackson. Nope. No. It's earlier than that. Look this up. Um, no, no Googling. I'm not, I'm just looking You're at Twitter. You're such a cheater. I'm just looking at Twitter. Thank gosh. Ah, uh, I can't remember his name. Didn't oh. he play at Oklahoma? Oh, uh, hold on. Um, In his college days? Uh, no, uh, wait, Baseball Hall of Fame and NFL Hall of Fame? Um, I can't think of his name. Uh, I give up. No, 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 I don't. Uh, You're just stalling so you can Google it. I'm not Googling. I, I'm typing on somebody to Twitter. No the Wikipedia. <laughs> no way. Yep. Okay, well, I cheated. Yeah, you did cheat. It's Thank George Hallis. George Hallis? Yeah. Okay, so Gabby's When got did he for. play? Chicago Bears. When did he play? Oh, dude, it's like 1920, man. You just looked it up. You had it right in front of you. Well, I deleted it because you made me feel bad for looking and trying to get the answer for us. All right. Okay, so we're neither one of us got that one. What's next? Okay. How many stitches are on a baseball? Oh, how many <laughs> stitches are on a baseball? Can we? Are we allowed to ask for hints? I guess. What hint are you wanting? Cool. Is it over 100? Yeah. 128? No. Oh. I actually really thought it was 128, too. What's your guess? How many stitches are on a baseball? Um, 200. No. Oh, it's less than that. It's 156. No, less than that. Really? Yep. How many? 108. Oh, Oh, I knew there was an eight in there somewhere. Barely over. I was way off. You're way off. Yes. Okay, question number three. Who is the youngest person to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Oh, youngest person in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Had to have been somebody who probably retired early, or had to stop playing because of injury. That's gonna. I see. That's Barry what I'm thinking. Sanders. No. Is it Walter Payton? Youngest person inducted to the Hall of. Oh man, this is a good one. Um, I'm trying to think of someone who ended their career early due to injury. 
and who had to who had to step away from the game. Barry and Walter, the only two guys that come to my mind, unless I'm thinking of, because I think they were younger than, because they were really good and extremely young the when they early. left the game. Yeah, who is it? Dale Sayers. Oh, oh it is. It's, so it's a Bears running back. It's, okay. yeah, it's yeah, great player who at 34. Yeah. Okay, question number four. What university originated the football huddle? Wow, what football originated the football huddle? What university, yeah, university. Oh, what originated the football huddle? Not what football originated the football huddle, Eric. Thinking ahead. Stanford. What no. university? Yale. No. Okay, I get one more guess. Uh, Notre Dame. No. Harvard. No. I love how you went to Ivy League. <laughs> oh, Ivy League. Now powerhouse. <laughs> Northwestern? No. I'm trying to think of an old school team back in the day. Texas? No. Who is it? <laughs> Gallaudet University in 1892. Oh. Do you know why? No. So it was the school for the deaf. And so they huddled so the other team couldn't see their sign language. Oh, that's awesome. Really? I had no idea. That's cool. Oh, that's cool, huh? <laughs> it was Gallaudet? Yes. Gallaudet University, 1892. Wow. wow. That's interesting. That's cool. I just learned something new. That's awesome. Okay, well, I always learn something new, but yeah. I mean, I missed four questions straight. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us are doing very well in this quiz. <laughs> she owns us. Question number five. Who's the only left-handed quarterback in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Steve Young. Yep. Thought I'd throw you one there. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thought you'd throw me one there. Fast. Because you're going to get the first four wrong. I'll get you number five. <laughs> there you go, friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I felt kind of cool answering that, and then she's like, oh, i just throw you one there. Really, like, oh, there are, a left-handed quarterback in the NFL is extremely rare. Well, yeah, there's only one in the Hall of Fame. Well, are there any right now that are playing? Because Michael Vick, Michael Vick was left-handed. I can't think of any other left-handed quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Uh, all right now. No, I think there's there's got to be one or two. I don't think so. I'll have to look that up. I I it's think there's one in there. Extremely rare for a left-handed quarterback. To be a successful quarterback. I don't know that there's a correlation, but anyway. Rolling on. <laughs> All righty. Question number six. This is a quote. Who said, set your goals high and don't stop till you get there? Kobe Bryant. No. Well, Fetch, I thought, I mean, because he's dead, <laughs> so I thought maybe he oh. said something like that. No. Set your goals high and don't stop until you get there. Yep. Vince Lombardi. No. No. He wasn't that wisdom. He had a lot of quotables. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Tom Brady. Mike Tyson. No. no. Mike Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's that. Sister High School or Sister School High. Punch really hard. <laughs> Punch your dog like you mean it. <laughs> Set your goals high. Say it one more time. Set your goals high and don't stop till you get there. Stop until you get there. Um, is it a coach? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> um, Tiger Woods. Okay, I get one more guess. Uh, wait, what sport does he play? Here, let me see the name and I'll tell you. <laughs> baseball. Oh, That's he plays baseball. Yeah. Oh, uh, Dale Murphy. No. Okay, who is it? Bo Jackson. Oh, I was gonna guess that. Oh. Bo Jackson. Nice, that's good. Okay, last question. Who led the NBA in assists during the 2017-2018 season? Oh, man. Who led the NBA oh. in assists in the 17-18 season? Oh, this is so sad. I don't know this. Uh, let's see. So 17-18, think of all the great point guards. Rondo was not one of them at the time. He was struggling. Who led the end? Oh, man, man, man. Kyrie uh, Irving. No. Heck no. <laughs> He's not much of a distributor, is he? Uh, Eastern Conference or Western Conference? Eastern. Okay. Um. <laughs> um. Uh. Oh, man, this is sad. I don't know this. Who led... Who led the NBA in assists, man? This is sad that we... Steph Curry... No, no, Steph Curry did not. No. You'd think it'd be somebody on the Warriors, but it probably isn't. And it wouldn't be Damian Lillard. It's Kyle not, Lowry. No. No way. It wouldn't be Donovan Mitchell. Kemba Walker. No. <laughs> The effort was there. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Donovan Mitchell. No. no way. Not Donovan Mitchell. She said it was Eastern Conference. He made that up. <laughs> oh, he Don't did? Don't listen to him. Oh, well, I'm stuck on Eastern Conference <laughs> point guards now. Um, Who led the league in assists in 17-8? Isn't that horrible? We don't know that? Ricky no, I tried to do something like current. Ricky no, Rubio. that was great. That's just sad that we don't know that. Is it Ricky Rubio? No, no way. Ricky Rubio led the league in turnovers. I don't know who it is. It's Russell Westbrook. Oh, dude, oh. he had the triple doubles. Triple double machine. Fetch. Okay. I knew it was in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> Uh, game time with Gabby is always wow. the best. Okay, those were good questions. Some current. We had some really way <laughs> that back That was really stuff. good. I am... Okay, one time we're going to... Okay, we we really do owe her like an award for kicking our butts. As sports analysts and sports junkies that you and I are, we don't know crap. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? So, we, we I think we need, to, we need to reward her sometime for her efforts in stumping us. She only's got like four weeks left with us. And she finally is set free. We release her from her genie lamp. And she is gone. Bye-bye. And she flies away with her wings. Sails to another ocean. Those are good questions, Gabby. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Hey, Those good luck. Uh, good luck this Saturday, by the way. Thanks. On your uh, day. That's going to be fun. Yeah, it should be fun. Return and report next week. Can't wait. Of course. Yep. Yes. <sighs> we'll spend a whole segment. Game time with Gabby. It will be date time with Gabby. <laughs> that would be an awesome Let, segment. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell Granny B hi for me.
Okay, I will. She the best. All right. Dating tips from Ajay. I'm actually pretty good. So I used to, uh, I've watched like Hitch 27 times, and he's taught me everything I know. And uh, I've tried a couple of his tricks, and they worked. You dance moves too? No, no. Just the one at the bar where he sneaks a 20 into a girl's hand. And then, uh, uh, and she like, while, you know, she's like in the middle of this crowd, and she walks away following him, yelling at him. And he says, yeah, I know. How else was I supposed to get you away from all those guys? I'm, it's, it's stuff like that where it's just smooth cooking. And so I learned that, and I perfected that trick. I could show you sometime. I really don't need you to, sh- to show me those tricks. You sure? Yeah. Yep. I mean, I'm good. It, we, just a couple. I mean, you only need a $20 bill. Super Bowl Media Day. What are they saying about the big game coming up this weekend? That's coming up next on the Full Court Press. The San Francisco 49ers and Kansas City Chiefs square off in Super Bowl 54. Hi, this is Scott Graham. Join me and the rest of our Westwood One crew from Miami for all the action. The Chiefs are in the big game for the first time in 50 years. Can they bring the title home to Kansas City? Or will the Niners take a sixth Lombardi trophy back to San Francisco? Tune in to find out. If it's Super Bowl 54, it's right here. It all starts at 3 o'clock with pregame and then kickoff at 4.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Have you ever done that before? Eric Franson <laughs> and Ajay Salveson. Oh, that makes me sick watching that. Some of the things that Rex Chapman puts out on Twitter are pure comedy gold. They're amazing. But something that he shared today, oh, just twists my insides. Oh, it's disgusting. I'm not even going to attempt to describe it. I just feel bad that people are taping them and like not even offering to help. <laughs> Somebody oh, apparently ate something that didn't set well with it, man. It's or coming up in couple, waves. Couple hot dogs, couple alcoholic drinks, and, and all they can do is sit there in well in the middle of a game. Why can't you get up and get to the bathroom? <laughs> oh. All right, the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl this weekend. Kansas City going for their first, San Francisco going for their sixth. And uh, a lot of interesting storylines in this uh, in this Super Bowl. Uh, Andy Reid has been there before but hasn't been able to come home with the hardware. Uh, it's kind of an upstart San Francisco team who really was a bad team a year ago. Yeah. They've just really flipped the switch and turned things around. Well, it helps that your starting quarterback plays the whole year. Yeah, it does help. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, they, they got a running back who's playing great now, but he was he was cut from six other teams. Uh, but then you've got the whole Patrick Mahomes storyline with Kansas City and all the weapons that he has with them. Ajay, I think this could be a really, really interesting Super Bowl on Sunday. 
Yeah, there's a lot of good storylines to it, as you already mentioned. But quarterbacks, I mean, both really young. Patrick Mahomes versus Jimmy Garoppolo. Pa- Jimmy came from from New England, where he was Tom Brady's. Uh, I guess uh, I mean he 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 trained. He learned under one of the best to ever do it, and then he gets traded for a second. I mean, Eric, Jimmy Garoppolo got traded for a second round pick, second round, and then he takes his team to a Super Bowl in his first full year. It's incredible. So. Uh, you look at that on the other side, like you said, Andy Reid. You know, he's been there, done that. He's he's one of the great coaches not to win a Super Bowl. Uh, he was there in 04 with, uh, with Philadelphia and when they lost to New England. Um, is that the only one he's been to, by the way? Yes. He hasn't been to one since, has he? Wow. Uh, great, as great of a coach he is, it really does surprise me that he hasn't been to one since then. Uh, and then, uh, uh, of course, just, I mean, the Super Bowl side of it, right? I, the, the, the Chiefs haven't been there. Since the uh, what in fifty years when they played the Vikings and beat the Vikings handedly, 49ers haven't been there since ninety four. No, I guess since two thousand eleven when uh, they lost to Baltimore. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick led them to a Super Bowl, but they didn't win. Yeah, and then I mean I, before that was I mean they haven't won one since ninety four when Steve Young was the quarterback and he threw for six touchdowns against the San Diego Chargers in a forty nine twenty six blowout. But uh, yeah, I, I'm really I, I look forward to this game because there's so I mean storylines just X's and O's wise, right? Defense versus their offense. Right. Uh, what are the matchups? Yeah, I, and I think Nick Bosa on the defensive line versus Patrick Mahomes. The San Francisco defense is really really good. Disguises things really well. Can Patrick Mahomes handle and weather the storm that it will come? Can he handle that and get his team through it? And if he can, I think they run away with the Super Bowl win. If they can't, then I think it's all San Francisco. But media day started yesterday. It was day one. Uh, and it was the Chiefs. Uh, I guess the, really a lot of the Chiefs took the podium. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Uh, what do you got there? Well, here's some stuff from Andy Reid just talking about uh, his team preparing for a San Francisco uh, opponent that he calls a complete challenge for what they offer both offensively and defensively. Their run offense is what you said, right? Run off, run offense is uh, they're very, very good. Uh, but you can't slight Jimmy either because Jimmy's a good player, and he can throw the ball when needed. So uh, you've got to play complete game, offense, defense. Make sure that you're sound all the way around. And certainly, there's uh, as you mentioned, it's been a long time for Kansas City to get to this point, and a lot of pride with the with the Chiefs trying to win it for the city and the community. Yeah, I think it'd be great. It's a great city, great fans, the best fans. I mean, they're phenomenal. So I think it'd be great for them. Yeah. Kansas City has in the in this playoff run, they have they've been a little sluggish at the start of their games. Now they've roared back and seized momentum and just strike quickly, uh, but they've had some pretty slow starts so far in these playoffs. And that uh, Andy Reid talked about how this is an emphasis. He wants his team to start faster this Sunday. We probably need to start a little faster, although it's worked out okay. But for the coach's sake and his heart, we'd like to start a little faster. Would yeah, it be any different? I, go ahead. Would it be any different if they don't <clears throat> score right away? Kansas City? For Kansas City? Yeah, I think it will because uh, San Francisco is great at two things. One, Shutting you down and then getting the offense on the field and and punching a drive down your throat, not in thirty seconds, not in not in one minute. They will use four to five minutes off that clock and eat you alive, and then punch it in for six. 
and all of a sudden, halfway through the first quarter, just like that, you're down 7 nothing. You might. I mean, I don't know exactly the game plan. San Francisco might give Kansas City, what, three possessions in the first half, three possessions in the second half, and that's all. They might, they might get four to five possessions total in the whole entire game of San Francisco. That's how good their running game is. That's how good their passing game is. That's how efficient Garoppolo has been. And that's how stellar this defense is as well. So you got to make it count. No, it's a great point with how quickly Kansas City can score. Um, if they if they don't, uh, if San Francisco has the ball, they have the ability to milk it uh, and get you. They have a good defense that can get you off the field, and an offense that can stay on the field. So Kansas City is going to have to take uh, advantage of the opportunities they do get. Patrick Mahomes did talk about that a little bit. Uh, but saying, you know, regardless of how things are going, they do have a plan, and they need to stick to that plan. They're really good at pressuring the quarterback and, and stripping the ball from the quarterback and doing all those things. And so for me, it's about kind of weathering the storm, not not trying to uh, do anything crazy, just do what I've been doing, get the ball out of my hands. And uh, the good thing about this offense is we have a good offensive line, and then uh, I have a lot of receivers. That I can just get it to them in space. They can score touchdowns. Receivers got to catch the ball, though. They, they got to they gotta catch the ball and make plays. Uh, because yeah, here's the thing. If if you're a smart quarterback on the home side, you don't aim Richard Sherman's way. You are very careful about how many times you go his way, because he'll find you and he'll get you. So, and on that side, you got to make plays. You've got to be able to go up and grab a ball and come down with it. If you give these teams this kind of a defense a tip pass or a ball that goes through your hands and it's laying in the air. It's a pick. It's a pick every single time. That's how good this defense is. This is a much, much better defense than the previous two they've played. Yeah, it really is. And uh, just a little bit more from Patrick Mahomes, saying that uh, this is a team that they've got to find a way to, to grind it out at this stage on this level. Obviously, with how the season ended last year, uh, we wanted to be back in the, and have a chance to get to the Super Bowl and have a chance to play in it. Um, but we knew that it was going to take a day-by-day thing, and we were, we were going to have to grind. And so I think that was the great thing about this team is that we, we grinded every single day, and that, now we're here. Uh, coming up next here in the Full Court Press, a brief word from Richard Sherman as the, from the 49ers' perspective. And then coming up next hour, we'll get into Utah State and Wyoming. Aggies taking to the road, seeing what they can do against the Cowboys. What do we know about Wyoming? We'll hear from Coach Craig Smith. All that's ahead on the Full Court Press. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. I, I guess the biggest Mamba mentality moment of my career was getting up from a torn Achilles and walking off the field. You know, I, I, you know, you, I, I saw him do it. You know, I saw him make two free throws and, and walk off with a torn Achilles. And once I tore mine, I knew I had to walk off. That's Richard Sherman, inspiration from Kobe Bryant, and you'll try to use that inspiration this week to take on and take down the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll continue to break that, those matchups down throughout the week. Coming up next hour, Utah State at Wyoming. We'll hear from the, from the coach coming up next. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The sports world has descended upon Miami to celebrate the NFL this week, but it's an unusual week. While football is omnipresent, everyone here is still talking about Kobe Bryant, someone who played another sport but who influenced other athletes. People are still in shock. Kobe and other superstars seem immortal. Kobe never lost. At least, it always felt that way. Hard to wrap your head around this whole tragedy. Super Bowl week provides an opportunity for sports fans to remember Kobe together. Everyone has a story to tell, and we can lean on each other. Also, a reminder that ultimately, sports is a game. 
And life is precious. We can cheer on our teams and boo the opposition. But we also should take time to appreciate your friends and loved ones. So we move on the best we can. We'll still focus on the Chiefs and Niners and have a great time watching the game. Just going to be a little bit different this year as we celebrate the great life of Kobe Bryant. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.